Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, we made it to another Friday. It's always good to hear those words. Today is Friday, December 4th. This is your morning buzzcast, and I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Hope everybody's ready for a weekend. Let's start with college sports, because yesterday, the independent leadership group, the Knight Commission, recommended that the FBS, the Football Bowl Subdivision, split from the NCAA and form its own system of governance. The proposal, which is put forth by leaders in athletics and academics, that is the Knight Commission, they are influential, they are well regarded, their proposal would leave the 130 schools that participate in the FBS level football to form a new governance structure. Now remember, the FBS is the Power Five, it's the American, the Midwest, the Conference USA, the Mountain West, and the Sun Belt. So the Knight Commission proposes that they form a new association, the National College Football Association, well, really a new governing body, which would be outside the NCAA umbrella. The NCFA would govern the current FBS and be funded by the college football playoff revenue, which amounted to about $550 million in 2018 and 2019. So there is major funding there. What would the NCFA do? They would conduct all operations. They would handle the national championships. They would handle rules. They would handle eligibility. They would handle enforcement, safety, all the things that the NCAA does. And so right now, that is the first major proposal by the Knight Commission that speaks to the major conferences splitting from the NCAA, an idea that has been talked about for many years. Now, the Knight Commission does not have any standing to enact these proposals. They are just proposals, but they have been discussed for a long time. Many in the Power Five like this idea and have advocated it for a number of years. Now the ball's back in the NCAA's court. There's no indication they're interested in doing this because, of course, university presidents like the current structure. But remember, this is just about football. The Knight Commission proposes that all the other sports remain under the NCAA umbrella. They just believe that football, because of the revenues around it, should be operated independently. A very important story. I know it's going to be discussed next week, all week, at our Intercollegiate Athletics Forum. We have a great lineup, by the way. If you haven't signed up to register, please do so now. Staying with college sports, the Rose Bowl, which of course will host one of two CFP semifinal games, on January 1st, announced yesterday it will not allow fans because of COVID-19 restrictions imposed in California. Not a surprise there, but the Rose Bowl without fans, who thought we'd see that? Let's shift over to the NHL because while the league is still targeting a start date of January 1st, a report out of the Toronto Star this morning says that players are focused on either January 15th or February 1st. Players are reportedly very upset by the latest comments from NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said on Wednesday at our Dealmakers and Sports Conference that the NHL is not trying to renegotiate the CBA. Players were upset by that, but 
They are still focused on trying to have a season. They know they need to negotiate with the NHL. These negotiations don't seem to be in the best place right now, do they? But it does seem that the players want a season. We know the league wants a season. question is really how many owners really want a season. That's what I'm keeping an eye on. Right now, the players looking at either January 15th or February 1st as a potential start date. Staying with the NHL, a couple of reports yesterday that had at least seven teams letting the NHL know of its interest in hosting outdoor games a game or two in order to generate some gate revenue that of course wouldn't be available to them otherwise it was brought up on a board of governors call the nhl sent out queries to all clubs asking what level of interest was there in hosting an outdoor game teams such as the bruins the stars the kings the hurricanes the predators and the panthers have all expressed interest in hosting an outdoor game but it is still considered a long shot. There's a lot of costs associated with an outdoor game. Also, the NHL reportedly does not want too many outdoor games, diluting some of its prized outdoor events like the Winter Classic and some of its other series that they do outdoors. But this is a story we're going to want to continue to keep an eye on because teams, frankly, need the revenue. A couple of interesting items out of the NFL to touch on. What would you think afternoon ratings midweek, Wednesday afternoon, would be for an NFL game. Well, our Ben Fisher reported that the NFL's ratings for the Steelers-Ravens game on Wednesday afternoon in their local markets did quite well. Pittsburgh drew a 42.8 local rating. Baltimore was a 25.0. Put this in context. Comparing it to a more conventional Sunday afternoon CBS game, when they played on November 1st, the early game, 1 o'clock, November 1, they're pretty similar. Pittsburgh had a 42.5, so the Wednesday afternoon game actually did better. In Baltimore, the Sunday 1 o'clock game did a 29.8, which is better than the Wednesday afternoon 25.0. But all in all, you see NFL ratings continue to deliver locally no matter when they are played. One interesting element that our John Oran reported yesterday, Steve Kornacki, the NBC News political correspondent, will appear on NBC's Football Night in America and during halftime of the Denver KC game on Sunday Night Football this weekend. Why? Because he's going to use his data and analytical acumen and shift it to football. He's going to provide data analysis around the NFL's playoff picture during Sunday night. So that could be fun, and who knows? It could start a trend of networks using other political analysts to come on to their football shows. We'll end with a couple of quick hitters. Fans returning to EPL matches will be obligated to wear face masks even in their seats. Obligating fans to wear masks even goes beyond the government's guidance for fans, as does a requirement for supporters to have a temperature check when entering stadiums. Let's see how many fans go to EPL games this weekend obligated to wear masks even when they're sitting in their seats and will have temperature checks when entering the stadium. One of the hottest companies in sports, Hyperice. That's the movement device manufacturer. They do these devices that really can help aid in recovery. Well, they did deals yesterday with USA Track and Field and USA Cycling. They have been in the news for the last two months. They also did a deal recently with U.S. Figure Skating. They signed recent league-level deals with Major League Baseball, the PGA Tour, and the NFL. Last month, they were valued at $700 million after raising nearly $50 million from the NBA. And the NFL, the NFL's investment arm, 32 Equity, invested in Hyperice. So this is a company really worth watching. Remember, athletes Patrick Mahomes, Naomi Osaka, and Anthony Davis 
also recently invested in Hyperice. They are a company worth watching. And yesterday, two major deals, USA Cycling, USA Track and Field, added to their big month. And finally, I want to end with this. The WNBA had a great year, a lot of traction. They continue to staff up and bring on talent. Yesterday, they announced they have hired the league's first CMO, first CMO in its history. They have hired Phil Cook from Nike, an industry veteran with more than 20 years of experience at Nike. He was most recently senior director of concept and consumer go-to-market. He will report directly to WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert. Sounds like a very strong hire for the WNBA, which continues to make a lot of the right moves. That is your morning buzzcast for a Friday. We made it to Friday, December 4th. Hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy, be good to each other. Have a great weekend. I'm Abe Madcore. I'll talk to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.